Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, friends, we are talking about... Well, listen, I'm sure Rachel and I aren't alone. You ever feel like things are happening in your life, you're going down this direction, whatever, things are happening and you're like, this needs to stop. I need to find the giant red reset button and smack it hard, right? Hit that reset button. So Rachel and I were recently just kind of talking about some of those areas in our lives in the past or whether currently happening right now, aka myself. I mean, we're both in reset seasons, but just different kinds. So we just wanted to talk about that so you can kind of hear our stories and know that if you're going through that, it's okay. It's okay to hit that B, hit that reset button. Right. And then we don't have to do it all. We do not have to have it all at once. And it's just, you know, when we're we're chasing after that, oh, I have to have everything perfectly aligned in my life, whether it's your personal, you know, your your life, your business, your relationships, your your children, your dreams, whatever it may be, they're going to be completely just up in the air. And it's kind of like, what ball do you catch at that point? So when we talk about the hard reset button, it really is just about getting back to who you are and getting clear on your why and who, like what's holding you back from stepping into who you're created to be. So we're going to just share some of our own personal experiences, whether it was past current or, you know, something we're working on in our, in our near future. We're going to talk about all those things. Well, I think that's crazy too, that you said that because we have to stop and look because what 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 we started out on our journey, right? At 20, 25, 30, 35, things change, priorities change, things in our business change. And I guess for me personally, like I feel like I was chasing the same vision I had for my life at 21, although things had are clearly have changed in my life differently now at 36. So, you know, so if we never hit those pauses to reevaluate and look at where we are in our life right now. How did we get here? How did we, whatever, right? So, and it's that thing too, where it's sometimes those little nudges, right? That you hear, like, it's not one thing that happens that pushes pushes your life in a totally different direction. It's a little thing over time, over time, over time, and your course gets so off track, right? It's like, what's that example people use with like an airplane, right? If you take off and it's just one degree to the left, but over time, they're going to end up in a totally different city, than what it should be, even though things seems like it's something small. So, so as much as we focus on the big picture and the big things, there's a lot of little things that happen in our lives that get us off course, off track, or that we need to stop and kind of reevaluate, I guess. So yeah. And I mean, it's different for us all, the things that we need to change. And like, I think it's just that love-hate relationship with the word balance. So I don't know where you feel with the word balance, Rachel. I used to fight that word because I thought that successful people didn't have balance. I thought it was like a badge of honor and pride to go as hard as you can and balls to the wall and be the hardest worker and be willing to sacrifice the most and be willing to do all those things. Like that was a good thing. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing in certain areas or for a certain period of time for whatever, but Um, in the overall grand scheme of things. But then you got to look at like what that costs, right? There's a cost for everything. So I think when we focus on that, right? So it's, you know, for for me, like everyone has their different things that they give up or they whatever. But for me, I know I focus on, you know, like stress, like if I'm stressed trying to do something or things aren't going my way, to me, it's like, I better order a pizza and like a box of Franzia to just like feel good about myself for, for, 
however long it takes to eat a pizza and drink a box of Francia. Okay, that's like a bit of embellishment. I don't think I've ever had a whole box of Francia in case you're worried about me. But doing those things, right? And it's like, if you do that all the time, take that over the course of the time, then, you know, you're in your closet, you want to go somewhere and you're picking out this cute outfit that you like, that you know you look good in. And then you put it on and all of a sudden it's like, holy shit. This doesn't fit me anymore. None of my clothes fit me and I hate it. And then it just leads to a whole nother, I want to say self-loathing, but kind of not, I don't, but kind of, yeah, that word, I guess. And so I guess my, my point is, is it's like, how do we notice when we're going down those paths and that we can realize that we're headed into something where we need to stop and reset before it gets totally out of control. Or maybe it has to be out of control. Maybe I'm a slow learner and I got to hit rock bottom before I decide, oh, I should hit this reset button. So I guess that's just kind of, you know, we all have our things that we turn to, that we go to, that take us down that wrong path. And I guess that's kind of what it is for me is this food, alcohol, like trying to fit, whatever, feel good for a moment out of the things I can't control. But then over time, that leads to yet another thing. Right. That sucks. So, and you're, you're absolutely right. You know, what we do in the present moments today, they seem minor. We're just like, oh, well, it's just one, it's, it's only one thing. It's no big deal. But when you repeat that over time, those little things, the minor is minor as it is add Mm -hmm. up to big deals because over time, you're going to look back at your life and be like, that was a small habit. That was a little behavior. That was the word, word that I spoke. And then so all these things compounded over time, right? So you've heard me say this cons- like consistently, right? Consistency compounded <laughs> over time yields results. So if we don't like where we are right now, we have to look back at what we've been consistently doing that ended up where we're at. And so when we look at the an aerial view of our lives, we have to take accountability and responsibility for how we got there. Because the truth is, we didn't get there by somebody else's design, right? So whatever happened in the past, our childhood, whatever, you can blame your parents, your teachers, whatever it is. But the truth is, you're an adult. You are here today as a responsible adult, and nobody can take responsibility for you except you. So getting that clarity and looking at your life from an overview and be like, man, this sucks. Like I spent all these years and yet, what do I have to show for it? You know, for, for me personally, I was, I think at this time, maybe 34 years old. And I had, I think, kind of hit my rock bottom. I was at my wits end with, with life. Uh, I didn't know where I was going, what direction I was headed. I didn't even know what tomorrow would bring. But all I knew at that time was I could not stand to live another day in the life that I was currently living. And for me to do that, I had to take a step back from the entirety of my life. I hit that hard reset button. And in the dead of winter of 2015, I had packed up my computer, my suitcase, my cat, and I headed it back to my hometown of Buffalo, New York, dead of winter. Actually, it was the worst winter on record at that time. And found myself doing all the uncomfortable things. I rented an apartment on Airbnb, lived at a stranger's house, was completely alone, told nobody that I was even in town because I didn't want anybody to question me because I didn't even have any answers. I didn't know what to tell them. I didn't even know how to, what to tell myself. But I just said, I need to wipe everything clean. And I just went back to my home because it was the only place that I knew that was once where I belonged. And I, so I left my husband, I left my house, I left my livelihood, 
And the only thing I brought with me other than those three things was my computer. So I had my work and I was a workaholic. I, as uh, you know, as a recovering perfectionist, I was chasing everything I do is to go hard. And that was, I poured every ounce of my being into my business because it was the only thing that guaranteed me a result. So the harder I worked, the more I got the reward. And so it was really difficult for me to pour that same energy and effort into my marriage because well, let's face it, when you're dealing with relationships and other people, they don't meet your expectations. Like it's impossible to say, well, if I'm doing this for my husband, he should give me X in return. Well, that's right. not how things work. And the same thing with our personal lives. So, you know, what, you know, for me, I struggled again, body dysmorphia, eating disorders, self-image, self-esteem, all that stuff. And I did not like, I, I didn't like me. In fact, I hated who I was. I hated Rachel Brooks. And as much as I poured into myself, I, again, didn't get the fast rewards. And so sabotage, self-loathing, self-abuse, all of this compounded over time had led me to hit that breaking point. And the only thing I knew what to do was just hit reset. I didn't know the future of my life. I didn't know the future of my relationship with my husband or where I would be, or in fact, even where my business would be. But it was, in that month that I was gone, I had to lean in and ask myself what I really wanted in life. And that was such a hard, hard question because I felt so selfish to answer it. I felt that what I wanted was for somebody else, that it, it wasn't possible for me because I didn't feel deserving or worthy to receive this big, lofty, whatever thing I wanted to fantasize about. Because at that time, it was just a fantasy. I was like, well, this is just a dream. Like, it'll never come true because look at me. I'm, you know, everything possible. And so I just cut myself down even more, which then again, repeats that cycle of self-abuse. And going back to my business at the time, it was the first time in this month that I had to lean into who I was, what was holding me back and why. And it wasn't my marriage. It wasn't my business. It wasn't my home. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was really me and what I was willing to believe and accept was possible for me. And so I had to get out of my own way. And for the first time of that slowing down, I looked at my business and said, this can thrive without me. It was the first time pulling back from business. First time I pulled back from my relationship. And the first time I poured into me because I realized then I was taking responsibility for how everything had played out in my life. It wasn't about you know, everything in the past. It was about what I can do today to create my future. And that future, whether it's fantasy, dream, vision, whatever you want to call it, was what I wanted more. I desired that more than what I was currently living in. And so I flipped the entirety of my entire life upside down and just shook it out. I threw away what no longer served me. I kept what does at that moment. And even all these years later, I threw those things away at some point because they no longer served me. So we have to take our entire like being, shake it on his head and figure out what you really want and let go of what is no longer available, serving, congruent, whatever that is for you. And just ask yourself what you want and keep moving forward in that direction to, you know, and it's okay to hit that hard reset again. And here I am six years later, I'm in a hard reset right now just in my my personal and my business life right now. My marriage, yeah, we're, we're, we're good. We're good, you know? <laughs> but um, it was just the eye-opening because once you do it once, you realize that you're going to constantly do this as you grow. And that's the evolution. That's the transition. And that's okay. 
because we we cannot be who we were years ago because it, it, it were, that's the point of life, constantly growing, adapting, learning, pivoting, shaping, shifting, whatever you want to call it. That's up to you to determine who you become. Right. And it's such an easy, it's such an easy thing to say, um, figure out like, what do you want? Right. And I think most people, right. We don't have what we want in life because we don't know what we want in life. And sometimes I feel like that's such a hard thing because, you know, when you, you know, when you like go to school and you're getting out and it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's like, a teacher or fire, like sometimes like, I didn't even know what kind of opportunity, like I didn't even know what was available. Like I only knew the basic things I learned as career options. So take that out to when someone says, what do you want for your life? That's like even bigger, (laughs) right? Because it's like, and I think a lot of times we never, first of all, maybe never are asked that or ask that of ourselves or have somebody around us that asks that, like really challenges us in those ways. But then even when you do start to think about it, it's like, how do you come up with an answer for that, right? Because that's such a hard thing. And I don't think that's an answer that you can come up with on the fly. Like someone asks you and you have this answer. It takes going in and having that, that, that thought, like, right? Like walking through down that path, doing, asking the questions, doing, writing, figuring all that out, who, who that is for you and whatever. And then, so I just think most people, I guess my point I'm getting at is most people don't even know to do that. <laughs> Or they have the awareness of, oh, what do I want? But then they don't, but but such a, not an easy answer, right? So you have to put time and effort into figuring out what that is. And then I feel like then third part is people don't have that how-to. Like, how do I discover what that is for me? What is possible to me? What are those things? Especially when we're so limited to our surroundings and, and everything. So I think, you know, obviously if you're listening to this podcast and not something you've never thought about before, it's kind of like, okay, well, you can't say you don't know now because now you have that awareness that you can live a life that you want and have and do that self-reflection, hit the reset and figure it out. But then it's not, and obviously I don't think that we could even talk about it. I mean, we could, but I'm just saying it's a long process, right? That you have to dive into. And it's like, I feel like I first started ever knowing what personal development and personal growth was 15 years ago. And I don't get it all, right? And I I was telling my husband this the other day, we were on a walk where I was like, I must be a lot slower learner than I thought. Because it's even when you get into it, right? It's like, I can show you a freaking library full of books that I've read and podcasts I listen to, but it's one thing to know it and like, oh, you can regurgitate it and say it, but to actually like practice and apply it in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important. Like you said, I mean, when you ask yourself that question, what is it I want in my um, in life? And I took that in. I was just like, I have no idea because I didn't know what I was, uh, what what I even wanted to do that day. I was so bored because I was so used to doing when I was sitting in the lull of that dead of winter time. And I remember just waking up and just being so purposeless and directionless because I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't have a soul around me. And, you know, asking myself, what do I really want? Well, I could tell you right then and there, I was very clear on what I didn't want. And the more I focus on what I didn't want, I got more of what I didn't want. So when we, when we look at that, and so maybe you don't have the answers for what you really want, write down what you don't want. Just write it down and just leave it on a piece of paper, let it sit for a day. Then the next day, go back and literally reframe that. All you're going to do is flip the script. So if you don't want X, Y, and Z, flip it and say, I do want and put the opposites. What you don't want 
is really a calling for what you want of the opposite. And right. so it may not give you this, you know, 20 year plan, but it may give you enough to bite on and chew on and be like, wow, that's tasty. What is possible for me? It's delicious. It, it, it breeds more hunger and more drive to continue taking that next bite for that something that is so much better and sweeter than what we've, we've been settling. Right. No, I don't know. I mean, like you can use the food analogy because we love food, but yes, I have a problem. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, I can get a steakum or I can get a filet. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot different, but, you know, getting clear on that um, perspective just breeds more clarity. And again, giving yourself that grace because it's not going to come overnight. And even then at the beginning of my, you know, start of that personal development and self-discovery journey, they were very short-sighted goals but at least they were goals. And that was a start. And it was the progress moving towards that each time. And just, you know, like, like what Aaron said, I was reading all the books, listening to the podcast, which were kind of relatively new at the time. I think it was just, uh, it felt like more just like listen to an NPR station. You know, there were YouTube videos, you know, seeing other people doing what I desired and wanted to achieve in my life. But yet I didn't really have the confidence or the means or, you know, really the the insight to go reach out and figure out how that how they did that so that I can somehow do it for myself. But I think overall, when we take in all of that information, it can be if we're already at a breaking point where we just feel overwhelmed and overstressed, taking in all of that information just only adds to that plate of overwhelm and overstress. So what we really need to do is start discarding the weight, you know, taking these plates off of our stacked load and figuring out again. What what I can do? What do I want? And what can I do today to move the needle closer to where I want to be tomorrow? So even though it's like if you look at a, at the whole, knowledge can somehow sometimes hold you back because if you're not actually applying the knowledge with action, then all it is is just knowledge, and you don't want to be the person who knows it all, but yet it's the loneliest and and miserable and just most negative person. So you got to look at it from that perspective as well. Is that even though I was just filling my brain with tons of knowledge saying, oh, I got all the stuff. I took a look around my life and just said, but I'm here I am still miserable and unhappy. So applying that with action. And so having that works with action produces the, the seeds of results. So I'm hoping that that kind of shares, I mean, just getting a little bit raw into our, our personal lives and our struggles right now, because yeah. I think for me, I, I needed this as well, you know, to hear that somebody else was going through some of these struggles to give me that hope and inspiration. And maybe, you know, my journey wouldn't have been so long and arduous, but yet I'm grateful for every single blessing as long as it even took, because I've learned so much about myself, about what I want, what I don't want. And what direction I want to head and just empower women to, you know, really get unstuck and and embrace a life that they love to just create that desirable life. But yet that's up to that individual to figure out what they want out of life. Yes. Figure it out. We got it. We got your back. Yes. And of course, we always love to hear you inside the Confident Woman community group. And we talk about these things. We share some of the hard stuff that we're going through and just you know, having that community to know that you're not alone, again, was kind of going back to, I didn't have that. And so I just wanted to make sure that, you know, us with this podcast and our community group that, like Aaron said, we got your back. So we invite you to join us and just, 
partake in those conversations. And if any of this resonated, we'd love to hear from you. So of course, we're always on our favorite platform, minus Instagram. So DM me. And of course, Aaron, where are you always hanging? Always on Instagram as well. Yeah. Come hang out. Our Instagrams are fun. Okay. So be on them. Yeah. So we love hearing from our guests. So please just shoot us a message and we'd love to connect with you. So thanks for listening. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.